You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Warrig Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and Auburn just won its first game. As Brian Harsman would say, we're 1-0. We got a 1-0 mindset, and guess what? We accomplished it. Now we got to get to 2-0. But the first game against Akron, we got we beat them sound uh, soundly sixty to ten. Uh, this was a very good start for the Brian Harson era. Uh, lots of good offense. Our defense played phenomenally. Um, I think overall it was it just seemed like a good game, a good way to start a you know a pretty much this is his coaching staff. This is a good way to get going. Even though I, mean, I think there's going to be an argument here, but how bad is Akron? And how good is Auburn? We'll get into some of those discussions a little bit later. But to talk about this, I've also brought along Jared Davis. How you doing, buddy? War Eagle, man. I'm doing good. Uh, I was uh, very uh, – I thought that I would basically just be kind of satisfied with what I saw. And I was I was actually excited with what I saw. So um, I know we're going to talk about what was it, just Akron. But I, I don't think it was just Akron, to be honest with you. So excited about what happened, excited to be here, and um, yeah, just uh, looking forward to kind of recapping what, what all went down. Yeah, I mean, to have a full stadium, uh, I think it was like 83,000 fans or something like that, the, the student section, I mean, I, I think my dad who was there sent a picture to me, I posted it on the ETC Twitter, but the student section was pretty much filled up like an hour ahead of the game, which is pretty crazy for a, a season opener with Akron. Now, if it was a bigger game, yeah, I fully expect that, but this is against Akron. So, I mean, props to the student section for so, showing up. And, hey, they they stayed the whole time, which I am very proud of. Um, I love to see that. Um, I mean, there were pictures even, I think, with like 20 seconds left in the game of the student section, and they were still there, like a good number of them. Um, which hey, they stayed. Something... They stayed till after. Yeah, and that, uh, hey. Arson came back out. Arson came back out and like applauded them. They were still, like like after everybody had gone. Hey, that's something Bama can't say they have. So I was I, I love that. <laughs> Bama students are already yeah. gone gone to the parties or whatever they go do after a football game. <laughs> yeah, it was it was. I agree. It was it was good to see that. And yeah, I saw. Uh, some a picture of Harson coming out and applauding, and he was in like his suit, like after the game. It was uh, he had uh, cleaned up and everything, and so it was it was pretty cool that they stayed that late. And uh, I don't know if you saw, but um, a buddy of mine was at the game, and the whole basketball team was there in the student section doing the swag surf with them. Oh, fun. so yeah, yeah, that's like awesome. Jamari Smith and those guys. I think they were there doing it. So uh, pretty cool to see. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I feel like that's, I mean, you're getting the college experience. Like you get to have some fun there. Um, I mean, this, that it's just part of the, the full experience. Like my sister who went to, uh, I think she went to most of the home games last year as an Auburn student, but they had to be so spread out. She was like the, the game experience was so different. Um, and you could tell this game experience for the students was what a lot of them last year didn't get at all. Um, even if they came to the game, it wasn't the same. So, um, I mean, I think it brought the energy to everybody, not just the the student section, but I think the full fan experience was pretty amazing. I mean, the the light light show, like the videos of that, 
Um, I didn't get to go, but it looked awesome. Like I can't wait to go to a night game and actually experience that um, because it just looks like a fun, almost like a concert in a way, kind of. You're you're part of the experience. Um, but Jared, let's actually kind of talk a little bit about the game. Um, let's let's start with was Akron that bad or was Auburn that good or is it kind of a mixture of both? Uh, I think it was a mixture of both. I think, but we didn't know that this. We knew Akron was bad. We didn't know if Auburn was good. Um, I think this, this this solidified we are good. Now are we great? We don't know. We'll find that out. But we are good. I think that. Um, I, I, you know, I sat there and I, I watched other teams around the SEC, and I'm like, you know, we're we're not going to finish. Um, they had us predicted to be just ahead of Mississippi State. That <laughs> it's not going to happen. I mean, like it's not going to happen unless yeah. somebody gets truly injured. I mean, we are very good on defense and offensively. I mean, we have really good running backs, possibly the best in the nation at, at our starting position. But what we saw from Bo Nix, listen, I know it was accurate. Okay. But from snap one, he was not jittery. Remember, keep him. You got to keep in mind he's he's got that memory of things that have happened. So you would think, okay, it might take a few drives in the game to realize, hey, I'm not getting pressure from Akron. No, it happened from snap one. He was not anxious. He was he did not have happy feet. And to me, that means because he didn't know he wasn't going to get pressured. To me, that means they have fixed that piece of his game. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, that's really all that's been the problem with both. So yeah. I was I was very excited to see that. I'll let you talk. Let me add one more thing. Love the short passing game. I watched um, – so when Boise was playing Central Florida, I said, if this is what Harson does, and I don't know if they run the same thing, I said, I love it. Like they were just annoying Central Florida with, with kind of the, the six-yard routes to keep drives alive, and there's yeah. not much you can do about that. And that's exactly what we did. We kept a few drives alive to allow for the big play. We didn't go big play to start out. And so I loved it, man. I was excited. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of hit on something. I mean, another discussion I definitely wanted to get into was, you know, I know it's Akron, but what did you kind of think of offensive play calling? But, I mean, it seemed like to me it had such a good variety of different things that, I mean, maybe I was just so used to, oh, we know what Gus is going to throw out there and what the play calling is going to be. But I felt like there was such a good variety that for a defense, trying to figure that out is going to be hard. Um, Trying to predict what they're going to do. I feel like that's going to be very helpful for Auburn um, just to have such a variety of things. They can go under center. They can line up in eye tight. They can go in shotgun. I mean, they've they've got so much stuff now. Um, they can throw to the tight end. I mean, we haven't even mentioned that like a lot <laughs> and do it yeah. successfully. Not, not just a little dinky route. Like, no, we're, we're getting like seven to 15 yards at catch, um, from a guy, um, when it's passed a wide receiver uh, for, to a tight end. So we've got some good stuff, um, that I, I feel like you can definitely build on this and, and really, I mean, we kind of knew the first two games for Auburn, we're going to have to be kind of these okay, we're more than likely going to win these games. Let's see what we have. And build, especially on offense, a lot of confidence because you need the confidence going to Penn State in your third game um, and then going to LSU in Baton Rouge. And so you're, you're thinking, all right, this is a good building, you know, building block for what this offense can be very quickly. So 
I, I'm very excited about offensively what we're doing, but then even defensively, I feel like we were flying around so quickly that, I mean, I think Alabama or not Alabama, Akron um, had like negative yardage and rush and rushing. Like that's hard to do. That is really hard to do in any, any game. So um, really the only way Akron was able to move the ball was throwing some passes. Um, and even then it was not until later in the game when that actually happened. So, I mean, I felt, I felt like this was such a good game to start out with. Um, I mean, exceeded my expectations as well. Uh, Bo Nix, let's just kind of talk about him because, I mean, he was announced a starter, but we knew TJ Finley just from, you know, practice talk, you know, he was kind of competing against Bo Nix and, and maybe potentially by like in game two, three, four, somewhere around there, like TJ Finley could come in and become the starter. Um, if Bo started to falter and have some issues, but I wanted to kind of discuss, like, now that we got to see Bo Nix, you know, he went, he only missed two passes out of his 22. So he was 20 for 22, almost had, yeah, 275 yards, uh, three touchdowns, no interceptions, looked you know, very confident and comfortable throwing pretty much any and every pass. Um, but I kind of want to discuss, like, what do you think about the QB race at this point? Um, and where do you think it, you know, kind of ended um, even before this game? Yeah, I mean, you and I talked about it off air before we came on. And and um, I, I don't – I think I was wrong. I don't think it was near as close as I thought. I, I had gotten as low as 50-50 that Bo Nix does or doesn't start. Um, and I really think after watching this, it was probably 80-20 most of the time. Um, you know, and it's not, it's not really against – TJ Finley, I just think the ceiling is so high for both. The only thing he needed to fix was the boring basic stuff. And from what we saw Saturday, he has mostly. Um, and if he's fixed that stuff, then he's got the arm strength. He's got the mobility. And, you know, he really could be a threat, not just a game manager. He could really be a threat. You know, last year you and I kept saying, look, Bo, just manage the game and don't lose it. Mm. Um, if he if he's figured out the the no happy feet and he's oh, figured yeah. out he's figured out the check downs. I mean, like he if you go back and watch, I went back and watched the clips. He was going through his reads. He had time. That helps a lot. But he was going through his reads, finding the open man. He wanted to go deep on a pass. It was not there. He didn't risk it. And we gave him an option. He dumps it out to Tank, and Tank gets like 15 yards. Yeah. Like, that wasn't there last year. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that Bo would have stayed in the pocket long enough to find it last year, even if it was. So, it, I, I think it's Bo's job. Nothing against TJ. Um, I think it's Bo's job. And I think that, you know, if he keeps progressing like this, you know, uh, they said during the during the, the game, Bobo said you'll, you'll be able to tell, you know, by his feet you know, where his mind is. And mm -hmm. to me, his feet were very calm. He was very calm. Um, I'll end it with this. I, I do think some of his throws were not right on target. Um, that scares me a little bit if you're playing like a Georgia. So they were in the vicinity. Receivers made some good catches, but they were good enough. And really, we just wanted to see Bo be confident and comfortable. And I think the accuracy will come now that he starts getting more confidence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think the QB race was pretty close, but I mean, I, I was kind of back and 
closer to what you were thinking. I was thinking like 60% Bo, 40% TJ Finley gets, you know, start in the first few games. But I, I think that's kind of changed. I mean, I, I think Bo, if he continues to improve like we've seen, I mean, this was by far the biggest improvement from anything we've seen from Bo. I mean, he's kind of just kind of first season. I remember like some little improvements, but never anything that was just like, wow, he has really stepped up and he knows what he's supposed to be doing. Um, and in this game, I saw a lot of really great things, particularly with the long ball, um, because he had what two or three that were long passes where I feel like last year's Bo Nix probably had happy feet and probably overthrew the guy. And this year he settled. He might have underthrown a couple of them, but it really didn't matter all that much um, because they were just that wide open. And you know what? If you're that wide open, I'd rather you underthrow than overthrow it. <laughs> At least give the guy a chance. Um, so there's definitely things to improve on still, but Bonix has definitely taken a big step in the right direction. I also wanted to talk about running backs because we got to see four different running backs kind of as our main <laughs> running backs. Um, Tank Bigsby, obviously a stud, phenomenal guy that really, I mean, just shows you why he's our number one running back. And uh, I mean, even that first touchdown, you could just kind of see, like, he was just so excited to score and to do it in front of a full student section. He was running right at the student section in the band. And like, you could tell the excitement, just having the fans, he didn't get to experience, you know, the full fan student section kind of thing last year. And you can tell that makes a difference. Um, Just the emotions that run through players um, when they get to score and they're running into their fans that are just as excited as they are about scoring. Um, That's a pretty cool thing. Um, Any other, any kind of thoughts that you had about the, the running backs? I mean, it could be about tank or any of the other ones you got to see. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Tank was being Tank. Uh, he scared me there a little bit. I don't know the rule anymore. It never gets called, but he, he celebrated a little early. Yeah. Um, and uh, luckily it wasn't called. I, I, I know that used to be a rule now where they could they wipe it off the board and 15-yard penalty. So, um, but you're right. I think it was just him being – I think it was him being excited. You know, hey, I mean, this is – that's what I felt. I felt bad for the freshman last year because – none of them got to experience the reason they chose to go to a certain school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this year they're getting to feel that takes awesome. Every time he touches it, I get scared because I feel like he is our team. Um, but you know, he's, he's awesome. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. Showers was good. Um, showers had that catch out of the backfield and that play right there, you know, last year we would do a, that was like our offense. Okay. Like swing a pass out or something. That was a surprise yesterday because we had been going more down the field, even mm-hmm. if it was just six-yard curl routes and stuff like that. So this was a surprise, and look out, it worked because it wasn't what they we did all the way down the field. So I like that. But I'll tell you, man, uh, and I think you and I have talked about it from what we've heard at practice. Jarquez Hunter, that kid's that kid's the real deal. I mean, he he, uh, I can't explain what they do, but him and Tank both have this almost kind of like a dead leg juke. Like it's like one, one of their legs just kind of go, it's such a juke that you, you can't, I don't know. You can't defend that. And he doesn't have the body like tank. um, But when he's out there running, I thought it was tank because the way he was juking. So I was very impressed with him. Um, 
and I know he was probably going up against a, either a beat down first team or maybe some of their second team was in at that point, but it doesn't matter. He he looked good. I think even if he he's you know played in the first half uh, and played against you know fresh fresh Akron players, I still think we'd get a very similar uh, kind of feel for Dark Les. I mean, I I got the same impression as you about Dark Les. He doesn't look as far as you know physicality wise as big as Tank Bigsby, but his running style is so similar to Tank. I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I think he's Tank 2.0. And I don't Uh-oh. know if he's going to be necessarily better, but I think he looks so similar that I, I can't unsee it. They're so similar. And I, I love that because I, I want to have some depth there. And, and coming into this season, I mean, we were honestly kind of scared because at one point I think we only had like two or three running backs on scholarship. And now we've got three really solid with Tank, Shivers, and Dark West Hunter that are gonna be really good running backs for us and have really good depth especially when we're gonna have after these first four games we're gonna have eight conference games that's gonna be a beat down on our running backs and if we make it through there with all three of them being healthy the whole whole time i'm gonna be very thankful but i don't expect it and i feel like you gotta have the depth there um and so i'm just happy to see that all three of them really did a good job and I'll even give an honorable mention, Sean Jackson, number 44. I mean, he's, he's, he, a ran, guy. he ran a dude over. Yeah. <laughs> he's a big boy. He's a big guy and he hits hard. I mean, like I, I was not even expecting to see a guy like Sean Jackson in a game like this, but I mean, that's good to have a, you know, an extra guy down there that whew, that's fun. That is fun. He, he was kind of – you remember Petway? He was kind of Petway yeah. size. I mean, yeah. he was, Petway was a big boy. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I think uh, – I'll be honest with you. By the end of the season, I think in the coaches' minds, Hunter will probably be a true number two. They won't ever mention that because they, they don't want to – you know, Shivers has put in his, his due time. Yeah. I think Shivers might – I think Shivers really might start being more of kind of like what, what we tried to do with Devin Barrett, just not as obvious. Mm-hmm. I think he might be more of a role in the passing game. Uh, you mm-hmm. know how we did with when we rolled him out and he scored off. I think he could be kind of an extra, almost a little bit of an extra shifty receiver there. Uh, and we, we, we could use help there. So, um, right. Uh, yeah, I, I think we'll probably see him more in the passing game. Uh, but all, all around running back, I think it'll be uh, obviously Tank and, and probably Hunter by the end of the season will have moved into that uh, number two spot. Yeah, I think it'll be something similar to that because I think Shivers has his role and it's get an open field and run really fast. It's not pound the guy up the middle. Uh, and that that doesn't need to be his role. Uh, and I like how they, they use Shivers kind of out, you know, get him out in the open space. I mean, that's when he literally almost killed another dude. So <laughs> <laughs> that boy does not, he does not run away from contact and i want to be clear i'm not knocking shivers at all i love him i think he's really good i think his tool set you're right is like more right if there's a gap i got it yeah um and, and he looks for contact i think hunter and tank have just a little more tools tools that they have with the way they can run a very mm-hmm. limited piece of, of video evidence here for hunter but i just, just from what i saw so it's not really a knock on shivers i love the dude and yeah, he did. He knocked. I mean, he knocked like three. He knocked his own guy into the end zone. I mean, he <laughs> yeah, was like, he "I don't know who's in front of me, but y'all are about to wind up in the end zone." <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Let's talk about some of our wide receivers because, I mean, we had some a, a lot more, I feel like, impact from our wide receivers than I was expecting. I was expecting us to run the ball and run the ball a lot. But I think once Auburn figured out that they were able to effectively run the ball against Akron, they were they were thinking, this is a perfect time to start developing our wide receivers. And develop, we did. I mean, after how much, Jared, think about this. How many times we heard wide receivers were inconsistent, dropping passes, not running the right routes, all of those things. And even seeing it from A-Day and, and the open practices we've seen there's been a lot of wide receiver inconsistency. I didn't see that. And I was really excited to, to not see those things and see the connection between Bo and then all of the different wide receivers. I think by the end of it, we had one, two, three, four, nine, nine different wide receivers that touched the ball. That's crazy. That's awesome to hear. Like that is a good thing to start building in your first couple games is that connection because once that's there, you you can start relying on some of these guys. You're going to start seeing some of these guys kind of rise to the top, be your go-to wide receiver, and be the good – I mean, I think about, like, Ryan Davis from a few years back. Like, he was a reliable guy. Like, he knew he was going to find a way to get to that first down line. And that's where I'm thinking some of these wide receivers, somebody's going to fit into that role. Um, so, what's your thoughts on wide receivers? I'm going to also kind of group in tight ends there. Um, with how they did this game yeah I mean uh, you know you never know what's coach speech although I, I get the impression Harson doesn't really care I think he I think he's a pretty I don't know that he's going to tell you something just to make you feel better if you know what I mean he, he what mm-hmm. he says he probably means and he said from spring to fall those guys made the biggest jump and he's like they came back almost like a totally different group but we didn't know and I, I think it was true I think what you and I were hearing in the spring was true super inconsistent very frustrating for the coaches and they came back in the fall and they're like a whole different group. And now we're seeing that. And I don't know what they did during that time, but um, spring and summer and, and fall, but I, you know, I mean, Shedrick Jackson, 
I mean, when I saw he was – no offense, if you're listening, when I saw he was our starting receiver, listen, I love Shedrick. I picked him to be the leading receiver last year on the opening podcast, and I had to eat those words all year long. <laughs> I was I was scared when I saw he was a starting receiver. Um, I love it now. Like, he literally knows he, – he's going to find that crease. Mm-hmm. He, he knows where he needs to be. He's going to find it. He's going to sit down and give a good target for Bo. I don't think he's a game breaker, but he's going to be somebody keeping the chains moving. Um, I thought overall the whole group did well. Uh, Kobe Hudson, I've heard some things about him. You know, mm-hmm. was he really going to be a starter? Was he slacking off in practice? I've even heard those things. Apparently not. Um, he looked really good, made a good catch from Bo on that seam route for a touchdown. Shanker, love seeing him. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, I mean, all in all, the only thing that worries me, AJ, is – I th- I think we were all so pleasantly surprised that we don't need to overlook though we do have to have somebody that can break open a game mm-hmm. and to me because you need that when you're playing your Georgias and, and Alabamas and LSU's oh, yeah. to me the one that probably looked the most able to do that is Robertson in my opinion okay um, yeah. j- just from when the ball was in his hand you could see a little bit of, okay this guy could could take one to the house so. That's the only thing we're probably missing. I think we had guys that ran good routes, called passes. We need somebody that can put fear into the defense, and that will develop probably. But uh, from the group that played last night, it was it was Robertson in my mind that probably would do that the most. Yeah, I mean, I could see that, and I mean, he has the you know college experience, the Division One experience that I think may take him. I mean, I was again, it was one of those things I. I knew he didn't make, you know, this, you know, starters, but I knew he was going to get into some of the rotations at wide receiver. And as soon as he, he got in there, I mean, he only ended up with what, uh, three catches this game. It's not, you know, groundbreaking or anything, but there, there was an obvious, I know what I'm doing out here. And heck, I mean, he just showed up on campus like a month ago, if that. So it's like the dude's still learning the system and already starting to, know where he's supposed to be, run the right route, connection with Bo Nix. That's a good start. I mean, for a guy who just transferred um, to, to Auburn. Well, and to be, I know we need to move on, but to there wasn't even by, you know, you bring him in, we know his, he's, he was an All-American at Cal. And uh, I was not jaded. I was not, not jaded. I was not biased by that. I didn't know who Zero was, but I saw the ball in Zero's hand and I was like, he's pretty shifty. I mm-hmm. see some athleticism here. I see he doesn't look stiff. And, yeah, he didn't blow the stats out, but just some things led me to believe this guy could be him. And then I realized, oh, that's the transfer. So it was later on that I realized that was the transfer. But, yeah, all in all, they did good, very pleased, and, uh, you know, excited to see what they what they do next week. Yeah, definitely. Um, last final thing about offense, offensive line. I know it was the big harping point, still looking for, to see what they did. I think they did about as good as they could possibly do. Yeah, it's still Akron. But they they did, they were not phased. Bo had the pockets that he needed. The running backs had the right holes to run through. I think they did pretty much exactly what you were hoping for, and even more. Any other kind of thoughts on offensive line and how they did, just real briefly? I, yeah, I think they did more. I mean, I, you know, taking the wrong block, any team, a high school team can get through to your quarterback if that's happening, and that had mm-hmm. been happening a lot. So they were, they, you know, I, I, they didn't do that. They came together. They did really well. I was, I was uh, 
very pleasantly surprised by the way they did way better than I thought they would do. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, let's shift over to defense and kind of uh, talk about them. I'd already mentioned, I mean, they stopped Akron to negative rushing yards. I mean, negative three rushing yards in a game is very good. I know that, you know, consider sacks and stuff in college, but still like that shows you how much penetration they were getting and they're, and a lot of times it wasn't even anything crazy, like, you know, sending six guys. It was the normal rushes a lot of times that were just getting pressure on the quarterback or even a simple run play. Auburn was able to stop the guys for tackle for losses. I mean, it was super impressive um, to see the front seven just dominate a team. Um, and I'm kind of taking this as a lot of the new – I mean, I think one of our big concerns, it's not a really a big concern, but one of our concerns was defensive line. How are they going to kind of step up with not a lot of guys that had a lot of experience from, from previous uh, seasons? So, I mean, yeah, man, to have six sacks and a bunch of tackle for losses this game, I think it kind of shows you that this defensive line and front seven is ready to go and uh, adjusting well to the Derek Mason defense. Um, what's your kind of thoughts on, on this defense and how they performed in this first game against Akron? I, I mean, I think our defensive line could be nasty. I, I did not, I did not expect that. Um, and you heard things coming out of camp about, you know, TD and Derek Hall, I mean, Hall and, you know, but, but you're like, all right, I've been hearing this for four years. So, uh, they looked really good. I mean, they were – you're right. We weren't having to send any exotic blitzes or anything. We were just getting home with our base package. Um, mm-hmm. It's Akron. I get it's Akron, okay? But they're still college athletes. And, I mean, it was play after play after play. If they if their quarterback wasn't mobile, it would have been 10 sacks. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it was it was crazy. Um, I, honestly, I, I got, I was so fascinated with the D line. I didn't pay much attention. I, I saw Owen make a few plays in space. Zacoby was a tackling machine. Didn't really get to pay much attention to the secondary, but I mean, at the end of the day, you're right. I mean, if we would have kept the starters in, kept our focus, we wouldn't have given up a point. So, I mean, that's about all you can ask for. Yeah. And, and I mean, the, the front seven kind of established the game pretty quickly. I mean, that's why Akron wasn't able to do much. Um, and and as soon as – I think as soon as Akron put in their backup quarterback, that, that kind of provided that spark. But before that, I mean, Akron wasn't doing anything on offense, um, was struggling to get, you know, consistent drives, even to get into anything close to, like, a field goal. So uh, Auburn, Auburn's defense, hats off to them for this game. Um, it kind of shows me – I mean, one of our other big concerns was – pass rush how are we able to rush the quarterback and I, I saw a few guys step up like Derek Hall TD Moultrie uh even JJ Pegues getting in there our um, boy JJ Pegues he, call, he calls that he calls that fumble I thought it was yeah. the first down like, oh man they fumbled and they recovered and they came back it's like no it goes back to the spot and he, <laughs> he prevented he prevented a first down so good for him yeah and a turnover essentially so yeah I mean yeah. love it I love it I mean I knew he just his you know sheer amount of talent that that dude has running through his veins. I had a feeling he was going to make some impact, but I mean he's he's essentially that guy right behind Tony Fair, kind of up the middle of the defensive line. Well, and, that's got to make ooh. him feel good because you 
you know he's got to be questioned. He's like, all right, you know it's got to be in his mind. Was this the right decision? Was this yeah. the right decision to move, to move to defense? And to have an immediate impact like that, that's probably got to put his mind at rest and get him to feel good. Like, all right, I, I have an individual. Like, I can still be an individual and get recognized on the side. Because, um, oh, yes. you know, he calls that. So Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's pretty cool to see because, I mean, we all had – I mean, like, as much as we loved him on offense, like, it was one of those things that was kind of inevitable that it was going to happen where he was going to move over to uh, the defensive side of the ball, just his, his enormous size and talent level. Like he's got to, he's got to be on the field at some point. Um, Yeah. I mean, the secondary, I mean, the secondary, I think did pretty well. I mean, you already kind of hit on it a little bit. Yeah. They were able to pass a little bit on us, but at the same time, I don't think we were like, we were kind of giving them some shorter routes. I mean, we just didn't want any, you know, huge play and, Ultimately, I think the defense overall just did did its job. Um, yeah, it wasn't a shutout, but ten points and more or less junk time at the end of the game. I'll take that. I'll take that anytime. I'll take it. And I will say, you talking about leadership, Smoke Monday gave everybody credit, but the secondary, he's like, front guys did their job. He's like, secondary, we got to. I mean, he did not give them credit, but he said, "There's." He said, "We got some things we got to get cleaned up." But um, so that was cool to see him like praising everybody but his unit you know and saying hey we need to get better yeah absolutely i mean i it's a good good place to start for our defense under a new uh system under Derek mason um let's finish up our you know kind of review with akron versus auburn uh with talking about special teams so the the first thing that i saw was a miss pat and Ooh, you know boy. what that fired me up i was like where did that come from me are you kidding me? Um, yeah. Like, that is just – that is one of the things that kind of irks me if we miss a PAT. Like, those should be automatic at the college level, especially with a great kicker like Anders Carlson. And to miss it, oh, man. But I think he, he he very quickly noted that, like, as soon as after he, he missed that, he was like, oh, dang it, I let my team down. And then he knocked down, like, a 30, maybe 40-yard field goal. And so he kind of made up for it, like put his confidence back up there where it should be. So I like to see that, that kind of bounce back from a guy that he should never miss a PAT ever. Um, So that was good to see Um, for our punters. I was, I was curious kind of coming into this game, who was going to be our punter? Was it going to be Aiden Marshall or Oscar Chapman? Um, And both punts, we only had two uh, were done by Oscar Chapman. One was pretty good. It was like a 40-something yarder. And then the other one was not a great punt. So it was about 22 yards or something like that. So we got some consistency to work on for punting. Um, and I'm sure that's going to be a key emphasis, especially when we start playing the big big names where a punter needs to flip the field. Um, it's got to happen. And we I kind of like the – Go ahead. I kind of like, I kinda like the mentality. I kind of like what we did in the first half, but we just didn't punt. Yeah, yeah. Like, can we can we can we do that? Like if Oscar doesn't even take the field, no offense, Oscar. If he doesn't even take the field, I, I'll uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. Oh, no doubt. I mean, if we can score on every play or every drive, whew, I mean, and not ever have to use a punter, I mean, I'll be a happy man. Yeah, like, that's a lot of. Let's just do that. That that's problem that's so, the goal. Problem man. solved, Carson. <laughs> Carson, if you're listening, we just solved your problem. Yeah, that's it. Figure it out. You and Bobo go figure it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um 
I did kind of like a couple of different things with punt returns and kickoff returns. So punt returns, we got to see Javarius Johnson and Demetrius Robertson. So Demetrius is that transfer from Georgia. Both of those guys got some, you know, a, a few options out there. I think Javarius Johnson, one of the times he was out there, it was an incredible punt, incredible. And it was way over his head. Javarius ended up tripping on his own feet. Um, but I think Demetrius Robertson, he did have a good return. And, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if Demetrius Robertson ends up being our punt returner. I mean, his one return was 19 yards. That's explosive. You you like to see that. I mean, if you're getting 19 yards on a punt return, you're probably going to break one, and it's going to be awesome. You're going to get the fan yeah. base so pumped up when you can score on a punt return. Yes, sir. Um, as far as kick returns go, we had Shivers and both uh, Donovan Kaufman kind of back there for pretty much the whole game. And uh, Kaufman ended up having three returns. He averaged about 20 yards per return. Not the best, but also not the worst. I mean, it seemed like he, he kind of knew what he was supposed to do, um, kind of followed his blockers. Um, so that both of the you know, punt return and kickoff return, I feel like are very fun and exciting positions to play. So I'm going to keep an eye on both of them uh, throughout the season and see how those, those kind of develop. Um, Jared, any other kind of final thoughts on this game and uh, maybe something you, know, you learned from this? Uh, no, I mean, not anything we haven't already hit on. I think, you know, I, I, I think that I was, uh, I guess, I, I guess I'll word it like this. I, I thought our ceiling was to be a good team. And after this game, I think I saw enough to where we could be even better than good. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to be. It was Akron. Mm -hmm. But I think the door is there to where we've all said, if we could just get Bo to do this, this, and this. Well, guess what? Bo did this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And if that continues, we've seen Bo do that occasionally before. Can he do it two weeks in a row? We'll find out next week. If that's the case, we could be. We could be really good. I'll say it. We could be really good. Yeah. I mean, I think you and I kind of insulated us around like seven and five, maybe as high as nine and three by the end of the season. And that's if, you know, Bo Nix is playing at the top of his game. So I think our defense kind of proved itself. Um, and, and it's going to have to prove itself again and again as, and it, against much better offenses. So, if the defense can do what it's supposed to and Bo Nix continues to not get flustered, I feel like the we have a, a little bit higher ceiling than what we had originally said. Um, I don't think we're making a national championship run. Now, would that be fun? Heck yes. You know, I was in school when Gus Melzon came for 2013 and, you know, going from a, you know, pretty much a nothing year of 2012 to, national championship game like it, it can happen don't get me wrong but that's a long uphill road um to climb and a lot of things have to go your way um for I that will, to happen i'll i know i said i'll end i'll end with this if that is truly our offensive line and that is truly the new bo nicks i will be surprised if we don't win nine games hmm. wow so your floor is now nine if that's the true it's a very small window. Nine and ten would be the max. Like nine would be the floor. Ten would be the max to me. I just don't see as I, I, there's. I don't think we beat Alabama. I saw them. They're on a different level. Mm -hmm. And be between the Georgias, LSU's, A and M's, you're going to slip up somewhere. 
Um, I, from what I saw, I watched most of Penn State. I watched most of LSU. I saw where A&M struggled a little bit um, initially. If if that is truly who they are, and I don't know, that's a big if. If that's truly who they are, yeah, I, I think we win nine ball games. I'd be surprised if we don't. I mean, you got some good potential there, and I, I think that's that's something exciting for us. I mean, it's the the newness of the new offense and seeing how that works, and it clicked game one, which you love to see. Um, I feel like, I mean, we <laughs> we'll talk about it on our next podcast, but all of the different SEC games where some teams they they were struggling, they couldn't find their identity um, on offense, and. That was not the case for Auburn. Auburn knew what it was coming to do, and it accomplished everything that it wanted to do on offense. So I think it does raise that floor a little bit um, for Auburn, which that's fun. That, that, I think that, that gives us more shots at games this season than I think a lot of fans did probably coming into the season. Um, before we get out of here, Jared, how can the people stay in touch with you Uh you can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on Twitter, A-J-A-Y, J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.